0: This morning, if you have your Bibles and would like to follow along, I'd like to go to the book of Daniel in the first chapter and take a verse of scripture here that I have been reading and studying on and not sure that I can expound upon this. But with the help of the Lord, maybe we will be edified. More importantly, may he be praised. Mm -hmm. Verse 8 of chapter 1 says, But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now, we live in a world that scoffs at what we believe. We live in a world (coughs) that looks upon God's children and those who profess it publicly uh, with ridicule and with uh, reproach and so I think using that scripture there is um, much to be learned from a practical standpoint in the world in which we live today uh, you know many times when the people non-believers or whatever you have discussions talk about the scriptures they look at it at best it's a history book at worst, it's a, a, a group of fables right. and um, and things that are not fictitious or that are fictitious. Praise be to God that we believe it to be the inspired word of our heavenly Father. Amen. Amen. That it is perfect from Genesis to Revelation, and any conflict that may come up is amongst us. Right. That is not in the text. Now, <clears throat> so a history lesson here, and I hope I get this right. I I, I read about it and wrote some things down, but. Basically, Daniel lived from about 620 B.C. to 538 B.C. In 615 B.C. is when Nebuchadnezzar comes and sacks the city, taking it and taking Daniel into captivity. And I want us to see the picture here of Daniel as a 15-year-old. A one, one who was born into nobility. Right. And in his teenage years, finds himself in captivity. And I think there's some practical lessons here that we can learn on a day-to-day basis that are just as relevant in 2022 as they were in 615 B.C. when hey, Daniel yeah. lived. Mm-hmm. First of all, he purposed in his heart, meaning... He made up his mind, I do not want to defile myself with the portion of the king's meat. Now, we have to separate and understand that this is an actual, like, uh, a physical thing where Daniel was trying to, they were trying to feed them food and nourishment that they were commanded not to eat, okay? And so, but there are so parallels in our world today. You and I live in a world that attempts to defile you on a daily basis. You are surrounded by things that defile you. You are surrounded by sin on every hand. Not only that, you're covered in it. You were conceived in it. Therefore, everything that you would do or attempt to do is steeped in sin. What a depressing thought, honestly. Um... Praise be to God that Daniel purposed in his heart the same heart that you and I have that was removed as a stony heart and replaced as a flesh that could be, that could be conformed to the image of our elder brother Christ. That is the finished work of Christ. That is uh, the work of God. That's nothing that you did. That's something that God did for you Amen. because of what Jesus did. Right. And so we know and understand that, but I think sometimes... As I, uh, I was raised up as a primitive Baptist. Um, And I think sometimes we neglect, I don't want to get in trouble, but sometimes we neglect to preach your responsibility, okay? Now, you don't have responsibility as far as your eternal salvation. That is the finished work of Christ. But it does not absolve us of being salt and light in this world. Amen. Right. Now it's, look, let me tell you something. I want to sit and be preached grace as much as the next guy, Right. okay? In fact, probably more so. But every now and then, I need to be reminded of what my responsibilities are. And I need to be reminded that as I walk in this world, I'm called to live differently than the world. I'm not supposed to look like the world I'm supposed to be in it, but not of it. And I'm going to tell you, the older I get, the stranger this place seems. Amen. I never thought in my lifetime we would live in a place where we could define things such as the sex of human beings as more than male and female. We live in a time where we have elected leaders people that are in political positions of power that make rules and govern from a position that have nothing to do with the things that seem Amen. right and true to us. Right. You are a stranger in this world. Amen. Right. Amen. Not unlike Daniel being removed from his home and Amen. placed in the captivity right. <laughs> Purposed in his heart, that he would not defile himself. And so the lesson here, I think, for us is there's a practical lesson in living godly or attempting to live godly in an ungodly world. Amen. Now I want you to notice how he does it here. I think, like I said, there's some very practical lessons day to day for you and me as we interact with people in this world. Now God had brought Daniel. Notice how God laid the groundwork here, okay? Mm-hmm. Now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs And the prince of the eunuchs said unto Daniel I fear my lord the king who hath appointed your meat and your drink For why should he see your faces worse liking than the children which are of your sort Then shall ye make me endanger my head to the king The point here that I'm trying to get to is that Daniel, in the the midst of a conflict, in the midst of a situation that was unsettling, where uh, he was being uh, forced or pushed into an avenue in life where he did not want to be, he did not react the way we see people react today. People react today. If you're not the loudest guy, nobody's listening. Okay? You know, that's that's the world we live in. Whoever has the loudest voice is the one who gets the most attention. Mm-hmm. Notice what Daniel did. <clears throat> he calmly went to the prince's eunuchs and he asked, yeah. can, can I do it this way? Proverbs tells us that a soft answer turneth away wrath. Amen. Right. There's a practical lesson in that. I've lived that recently. Some of you know what I do for a living. Um, I haul mobile homes up and down the road. And I set them up, okay. So I have the uh, the great joy of of aggravating people on a daily basis yeah. on Mississippi roads. Yeah. I uh, I get told I'm number one a lot during the yeah. day, and I I attempt to just wave and 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 go on and smile and. Uh, but in a particular situation that happened to me two weeks ago, I was in a situation where I had a man's driveway blocked, and he didn't like it. And when he came out of his house, he let me know that he didn't like it in a very aggressive way. And I'm going to tell you something. In my mind, and this is confession time, in my mind, I was thinking a soft answer, turneth away wrath. And in my flesh, I defiled myself. I returned evil for evil. That's what I did. I got whipped for that, cause it got it got in the bed with me. That's right. There's a practical lesson here for us to live godly in an ungodly world. I should have handled it differently. No. Jeremiah chapter twenty nine verse seven says that we're to seek the peace of the city. That's right. Doesn't specify what city you're in. It doesn't specify what country you're in. Amen. It's wherever you are at. Right. You and I have the great blessing and the great privilege of living in the United States of America. In my mind, still, the greatest country that God has ever created on the face of the earth. We have been given more wealth, more blessings than any other in man's history. Well, and yet we have people in political positions of power that do not see things the way we do. And Jeremiah tells us to seek the peace of the city. Amen. Romans chapter 12, verse 18 says that as much as life in you, live peaceably with all men. I'm gonna tell you something, that's a challenge for me. Yeah, it is. That's a challenge for me. My dad used to say I had... uh, Something called short man syndrome. (laughs) Where, uh, you know, uh, I I took it to the baseball field with me, I took it to the football field with me, I took it in every athletic endeavor I undertook to do. Tell me I'm too small. I, I really wish you would. That's the wrong attitude. Yeah. And that situation that happened two weeks ago with that man, I wanted to make sure he knew. I'm the boss here. That's the wrong attitude. And it did not go well for me because in the heat of that moment, he got madder and I got madder. I've had those situations with my uncle. Some of you know that he and I were in business together. uh, For 15 years, I had the blessing of working with my family every day and had situations at work where people would come in after they bought something from us and it would not be right. And in my mind, my first instinct was, What did you do to mess up my part? Because it's right when it left here. Wrong attitude. Approach it with humility. Approach it with a soft answer. That's difficult for us. Rusty. Um. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) You know, I could say it's because I'm a wise, but it's really because I'm a sinner. Right. That's yeah, right. why it is. Some things are worth fighting for. Some things are worth fighting for. But as much as lieth in you, Amen. live peaceably with all men. Amen. Knowing, knowing that the king's heart is in the hands of our heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. And just as the rivers of water, he can turn it wherever he will. He also, Daniel here, also approaches this from a position of humility. <coughs> and verse 12 refers to them as servants. Now this, is, this has got to be a, a, a very strange and uh, discombobulating set of circumstances when you go from a seat of nobility to now I'm a slave. I mean, the, the overall shock of that mentally has to be overwhelming. And yet Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. I was listening to music on the way down here and it was a song about Daniel and it was, talks about how Daniel prayed. Uh, There's a song in our hymnal that one of our cousins helped uh, author that says, I wish I could pray like old Daniel. That's the other thing I want to get to. In our modern world, we have access to an abundance of knowledge. Every one of you just about in here is probably carrying a smartphone in your pocket. With that smartphone, you have access through Dr. Google to any medical problem you might have. You also have access to all historical documents. You have access to all of those things. And so many times in our lives, in my life, I want to fix the problem. So I'm going to Google it, or I'm going to figure out how to do it on my own when my First step should be on my knees. Yes, Daniel gives us that example throughout this book. In fact, the reason he was casting the lines then is because of his prayer time. Now, do you focus on your prayer time? Moreover, do you understand the access you have through prayer? Amen. Yes. Dwell on that for just a second. The God that spoke the world into existence, <clears throat> the God that knew you before you ever breathed the breath of life. That's right. And you and I have access to that throne room. Right. Now. Really. No. And yet, I would go to my smartphone or my computer. I'm not telling you these aren't things that you have responsibilities for and you need to try to figure it out. But we should always begin where all knowledge emanates. Amen. Amen. We should begin there. Daniel sought the Lord. That's another valuable, practical lesson for us. We are saved. By grace. Right. We are saved by grace. Not of works, lest any man should boast. But you're not absolved of seeking, working to and for the Lord. That's right, You're not absolved of that. My mother goes to uh, a Presbyterian church. <laughs> uh, she says they oftentimes refer to themselves as the frozen chosen. Mm. I don't want to be the frozen chosen. uh, You remember when uh, uh, the leaders in the church were telling Jesus that his people needed to calm down. Tell them not to do this. And what did Jesus tell them? He said, I tell you that if these are silent, then the rocks. That's right. Brother, let's don't be outdone by rocks. That's a practical lesson for us brother david made mention of a sister that's sitting in a nursing home uh, you know if if the preacher says something that stirs your spirit or the lord you you should you should say something you should say amen you should uh i i I don't remember this time in the primitive baptist church but i remember a i have people tell me about a time when people actually shouted in the church you're here to worship amen you're not here to nap amen okay Now I've taken some good naps in church There's no question And and I've been drugged to meetings By my grandfather And many times I probably felt like Brother Jonathan's son back there What did he say earlier, not again I I, I felt that way many times Especially when you go to a meeting And they preach multiple preachers Come on guys God forgive me for that As Brother David said, what a privilege it is to be here. There are many of our brothers and sisters in Christ today, all over this world, of every nation, every kindred, every tongue, who do not have a fraction of what you have. Not even a fraction. They don't have the opportunity to assemble themselves together Mm -hmm. to worship him. Daniel giving us an example here. He's worshiping the Lord through prayer. He's worshiping the Lord in the midst of captivity. His uh, uh, brothers here, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego got thrown into a fiery furnace because they would not bow down. Daniel gets thrown into a lion's den for prey. Have we ever faced that? No. Not even close. What's the worst thing you've ever faced for being in church or being a Christian? What's the worst thing you've ever faced? Sneer, possibly, yeah. possibly, maybe in school, maybe people look at you because you're kind of different. I want them to look at me because I'm different. Right. Yes. I don't, I don't want to look like that. Amen. Daniel did not want to look like that. Prayer, what a powerful! It is our most powerful weapon. It is our most powerful, safest defense. Amen. That's why the scriptures tell us with this is a verse with promise, draw nigh unto me, and I'll draw nigh unto you, That's, that's something for you to do. Amen. That's something for you to do. That that's a that's a work that we should be participating in. Knowing full well that that work is not going to make me right in the sight of God. I should be doing that work because I'm made right in the That's sight right. of God. Amen. Not something I did to gain it. Not something I prayed a certain prayer, went to a certain church, was baptized into a certain church. Brother, we know for a fact there will be people in heaven that never set foot in a church. Right. Right. Because I can tell you the Heavenly Father... And my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that I showed up to worship this morning, that you showed up to worship, is not bound by the walls of this church. Right. Not bound by the word of man. Amen. That's right. Daniel's prayer time, and I want to get back to that, was... It talks about him bowing. It ta- it, it, th- there's specifics in it. Try. But you can pray anywhere, I anytime, I will not. and you should. Amen. And the scriptures tell us to pray without ceasing. You ever tried that? You know, like, like actually tried to do that? Because I have. Yeah. Failed miserably. Yeah. Okay, But I can tell you it's amazing how the evil thoughts that pass through my mind because I am a carnal man in my flesh, how much easier it is to subdue those thoughts when I am praying fervently Truth, to my amen. heavenly Father. Truth, amen. You know, there's. It, it's like, um, well, I, I hate to quote Forrest Gump, but I'm not a smart man. And so there's, there's just not a lot of room in there. There's not a lot of room in there. So if I'm feeling it, with things of the Lord, being study time, reading my Bible, praying to the Lord, it's amazing how the evil stuff gets pushed. Yeah, Doesn't it, It's not going to take it away. Okay, It's not going to take it away. That's a battle you're going to fight until the day you leave this world. That's right. I, I hate to tell you that, but that's just the way it is. Okay, But through Daniel's example here of one approaching this eunuch, uh, And and, uh, well first of all I'm sorry purposefully in his heart that he would not defile himself then approaching this man who's in an authority position over him with a sense of humility knowing that he's a servant to this man and then diligently seeking the Lord through prayer if you read through the book it's amazing how the Lord just that's right took his path what does Psalms chapter 31 verse 15 say my times are in thy hands. Oh, that's, right. that's Daniel's times, as Moses' times, as Abraham's times, Isaac, Jacob, their time, your time, Amen. today. My times are in thy hands. Where else would I rather on be? <laughs> Amen. I mean, where else would I rather on be? <laughs> Approaching the prayer time, approaching those in authority positions over us from a position of humility. Brother David mentioned up here about asking for prayer requests that we should first come with thanksgiving. That's true. How many times in your prayer time, because I can tell you I've done it, you know, when I'm in the midst of a problem or midst of something, you know, my my first thought sometimes is, Lord, I really need you to, you know, Try this sometimes. I, I, guess, I guess I get this from being a coach, but I like to challenge people. And so I want to give you a challenge. When you start your prayer time tonight in the morning, whatever your normal routine is, try to pray without asking God for anything. Yeah. Thank him for everything he's done Amen. for you. And if you can't think of anything, you ain't thinking hard enough. Okay? You, do, you ain't, you ain't putting enough time in. The very breath that you breathe. Your ability to get up, to be here. What about this dear sister that's in a nursing home? I guarantee you she'd love to be sitting here this morning. Sure would. Yeah. How many times have you and I, I let me, Let me. so I, I usually do this. Do you do this where you point at them? Let me. How many times have I neglected being in the household of faith for things that I would rather be doing? Yeah. I'm going to tell you, Daniel didn't do that. He was praying in the morning. He was praying at noon. He was praying at night. And it didn't matter what was going on around him in the world. This was important. This is where I'm going to put my focus. Purpose in his heart. You have the ability to do the same thing. We we, uh, we sometimes, and I've done this, we want to absolve ourselves of responsibility based on the fact sometimes that I get caught up and man, I'm just an old dirty rotten sinner. Well, that's the truth. But you're a sinner saved by grace and you're doubly blessed because of that and secondly, because you know it. Amen. To whom much is given, much is required. But you have a responsibility. I pray that we would, pick it up, Amen. that we would stand fast in that liberty, knowing that we're saved by grace, but also understanding that we must be diligent in our prayer life, that we must be diligent in our interactions with people, that we must be different. We must strive (coughs) to achieve that on a daily, and let me tell you something, man, that's a daily fight, okay? It's, It's not easy. What's easy, what's easy is what I did with that guy two weeks ago. That's easy. You know, returning evil for evil, that's easy. I can do that by, man, I can do that standing on my head. It comes natural. That's exactly right. That's who I am, okay? I've been married for 26 years to the most beautiful woman that God ever put on this earth. And it's been a struggle for her. Amen. (laughs) Amen. But even in my interactions with her, you ever wonder why sometimes we're the rudest to the people that mean the most to us? What does the scripture say about a man who's found a wife? He's found favor with the Lord. Amen. I should be doing that in my own house. Amen. I should be doing it when I leave my house and the people I interact with at work. and certainly when I come to church on Sunday morning. I'm to be different than the world. That takes effort. That takes work. It's not easy. The easy path <coughs> is to bite back. That's the easy path. We come by that pretty easy. And I may not be very smart, but I'm pretty quick with mm-hmm. it. And I found myself gifted in that area. <laughs> you know? <coughs> Ow! Ow! What was your baby? Final thing here. I want to emphasize Daniel's humility. This is a lesson for all of us. Scripture tells us to humble ourselves. I can tell you, David, that that is uh, something I have been fearful. Uh, Humility and patience are the two things that I maybe have not prayed for as hard as i should have right because i know scripturally how the lord teaches those things Mm. i don't really like the lessons that you know i kind of just want the lord to give it to me i don't really want to go through the steps it takes to reach those things but in proverbs chapter 6 verse 16 you get this you get this list of things that the lord hates what's the first one proud look proud look brother you live in a world full of proud looks. Amen. We live in a world. When you talk about Daniel not, uh, purposing in his heart to not defile himself with the king's meat and drawing a parallel between the world we live in today, not defiling ourselves with the world we live in today, we are surrounded by pride. We are surrounded by it. And I'm not going after any young person in here. I am glad to see you. I am glad to see you, but I am thankful I did not grow up with Instagram. I'm thankful I did not grow up with Facebook. I'm thankful I didn't grow up with Snapchat. Because I'd have probably been the proudest guy (laughs) around. Okay? Look at me. Look at me. And we define ourselves by how many likes we get or how whatever. Brother, that doesn't define you. You're a child of God. You're a child of the king. You don't need any more praise Wrong. because all praise and all honor goes to him. Wrong. You are who you are by the grace of God. <clears throat> that's it. And that's what Daniel's showing us here, a proud look, things the Lord hates. James chapter four, verse six says, he gives grace to the humble. Mm-hmm. I want grace Amen. every day. Mm-hmm. I want grace from you. I want grace from the people I interact with and I most certainly want grace from my heavenly father. Amen. I would to God that you and I could leave out of here today with a renewed work ethic. yes, With a renewed spirit Amen. that strives to please my heavenly father no matter what goes on around me in this world. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you. That is my prayer for you. And that blessing that the Lord gave Moses, that he gave to Aaron, that he gave to the children of Israel is just as true today as it was back then. Amen. We thank you for listening to today's message and invite you to visit Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church for worship services every Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. Macedonia is located at 11 Staten Road on Highway 15, five miles north of Ackerman, Mississippi. For further information about Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church, you may visit our website at macedonia-pbc.org.